Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm sorry if Kyle Filipowski of the Duke Blue Devils sprained an ankle on Saturday, Perloff, but to say that we should be banning court storming because this one player got hurt in this instance would be so short-sighted. Welcome to the show, by the way, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Yeah, okay, forget banning courts for me. That's ridiculous, but don't you want some kind of order to this chaos? No. I want I want people to feel like they're going to be safe, but to be honest, to put order in a court storming is like, it, it's an oxymoron. The whole part about it, the whole spontaneousness of it, spontaneity, the, uh, the euphoria that goes along with court storming, to make that orderly, takes away the essence of what this is. Now, listen, are there ways we can protect the players better? Is there better security? Are the coaches and the and the team itself, like Duke, who knows that when they get beat, a lot of times the team's going to want to storm the court because you are Duke University? I think we could have more protections, but I, I, don't, I can't say, all right, everybody, single file line, we're going to storm the court now. That's not what this is about. It's a uniquely college basketball thing or college football and I don't want to take the essence away from that and rob people of these moments that they'll remember forever. Well, here's the problem. If you do not have security helping the opposing team, you're going to lose court storming. If you like court storming, then you better root for some security here. There are, there's been some orderly court stormings lately. There was, I think it's uh there was a big East team that did it the right way. I was, I heard this long take. Uh, it was either UConn or Creighton or some, Oh, when Creighton beat UConn, I think they did it the right way where they, the security made very sure that the opposing team got off the court. That's not too much to ask at all. Listen, this is, there's all sorts of rules in a stadium. It's not just chaos and free forming and you know, there, there are rules that limit the amount of alcohol students can have for good reason. So I, I think that you can have court. If you want to protect court storming, you better have some rules around this. Otherwise you're going to lose it because if Kyle Filipowski had broken his leg or something, guess what? There's no more ACC court storming ever, probably. Okay, but see, again, I think that's really short-sighted because, yes, but, you know, where were the people we've known and court storming has existed for so long? Like, if you wanted to make this safer and you wanted to have more security and you wanted all this, we've had decades to do it. 
you're just reacting now off of a famous player getting hurt. And Caitlin Clark got collided into at Ohio State and or in Iowa when they were playing Ohio, excuse me, that was in Ohio State. But she thankfully was fine. And she didn't even want them to ban court storming after that. And I remember once upon a time when John Shire was actually a player at Duke and not a coach and said he completely understood why people would storm the court after they beat him. Like, here's the thing. You he understood. That didn't mean he endorsed it, by the way. He said it's something you expect when you're at Duke. Right. Where's the endorsement of that? Well, it's not an endorsement, but it's all, it's, it is an understanding. So when you are coaching in this game, you have to know that if Wake Forest beats you because of who you are, you're likely going to get a, get a court storm. And again, it's like a euphoric feeling. You know, you know it when you see it type of thing. And to just like make that rank and file mm. marching out there and and it, it, it's 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 not a court storm at that point. Then you're just like, you know, letting people celebrate on the court. Well, I think there else. are there are some rules at Correct me if I'm wrong. Football organizes this a little bit. You know, there obviously was, a, I was just looking up, it was 1993 was the big Wisconsin stampede where they stormed the court and a lot of people got really, really badly injured. I, I feel like football, and I've been to a couple games where there's been field storming at football games. I felt like there was some order, like the PA announcer came on and said, like, let the, uh, let the game end. I feel like that's not that. First of all, this game, Wake Forest, it was less than one second left, but there was time left on the clock when they were on the court. You got to let the other team get off there. Is that too much to ask? It's not too much to ask, but I just, I, again, I think that there's a way that you can get the players off the court and not tell the students, hey, you've, you know, we're going to have, you know, you have to only go around this little area that's been barricaded off or whatever. Cause I think that's also what leads to people getting hurt is when you try to funnel this big crowd into one spot when they're all trying to push and people are pushing from the back. And then you get people who are tripping and the stampede and that kind of stuff. Mm. In some ways, I letting it be a free for all. I know it's going to sound weird, but letting it be a free for all in some ways might keep it a little bit safer. I mean, we had an incident years ago. It was one of the last big games, I think, that Dick Vitale did where there was an yeah. NC State game where a, wheel, a person in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. It was a viral and, moment. And they fell. And, and they and they didn't get hurt, thank goodness, and the, and the people were able to protect them. But that's an incident that could have been catastrophic. So when we talk about court storm, it's not also just about protecting the players. It's also about protecting the people running on, on the court. Like, no, there's do something— you- do you remember that? Yes. The guys pushing out there, I think they loved it. Like, they, they were trying to be but the first people out there. that guy fell out, out of the there. wheelchair. <laughs> like, that could have been seriously dangerous. Like, like that, like that, and, and there's not going to be an instant. Forget about even the people running on the court. There are people who sit courtside. People sit along the baseline. Some of them elderly. Maybe some yeah. people not necessarily, you know, most able-bodied. Like, they're getting people jumping over them, running through them to get onto the court. I think about those people sitting courtside that have want nothing to do with a court storming. They're also in danger. Well, generally, you put the students in one area, right? And so you have all the students yeah. kind of in one area. You, you usually – the Wake Forest one, it felt like it was coming from all sides. But generally, it's like one section. Well, Football's a little weirder. Basketball is so different because of the proximity of the fans yeah. and players, which has become a huge NBA issue. Uh, we saw the other day Kevin Durant got into it with a fan. This is this is a big problem in the NBA. But I think in the NBA, what you're starting to see is security guards around the court who control it to some extent. I'm not saying the security guards should stop everybody, but just have a you know pay a little extra to have a professional security guard help the other team, especially if it's Duke. Is that so? I think this is such an easy fix. That's the only thing that I'm telling you right now. If somebody major gets hurt on a court storming, 
Because the court storming seem oddly spastic lately. If somebody gets hurt, say a, a real superstar, and Kyle Filipowski I don't think is a superstar. If Caitlin Clark gets hurt or somebody of that level, then we're going to have a major problem. And all of a sudden, you're going to see bands all over the place. Man, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. College basketball, for a large majority of people, has become a one-month sport. Why would you want to take away something that shows the importance of a regular season game? You don't get court storming in your conference championship. You don't get it in the NCAA tournament, obviously. This is a regular season game in February, and the students care enough to storm the court. This is not something that college basketball should be running from. This is this shows your relevance. And the fact that you get new students on campus all the time, it never gets old. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm a Patriots fan. I've been and I've seen 10 Super Bowls and they won six. I'm not going to, you know, storm the court anymore. I'm not going to get that excited. This is a constantly new young people who are excited about the team. You can't squash that. I don't think it's about squashing. I think it's yeah. about changing what is a dangerous situation and making it more palatable. And yeah. in fact, I think sometimes we get into the situation where we think, well, if we don't change it, it can't in any way be better. Like, just to say that just because right now it's spontaneous and right now it's you don't really know what's going to happen. It just kind of happens. That doesn't mean that it can't be dredged up and kind of, you know, you know, built up to be something, a big thing. If you go into a week and you tell your students, hey, Saturday night, big game, Duke's coming to town. We win, we storm the court. Like, you could make that a whole deal. People can get dressed up for the court storming. Like, you could make it a floppy hat night like George Mason <laughs> did. Maybe you, you actually, hey, hats, put, actually you put your, uh, your, your marketing and promotion behind it. You could make this thing cooler than it already is. But, like, if we say in the mindset of, well, it's cool now, let's just leave it. I think that's a, a kind of a weird way to look at it because you can dress this up, make it even better, but also make it safe. I know, but the reason why I like the court storming, we're talking about Duke, uh, Duke star Kyle Filipowski sprained his ankle when the Wake Forest fans stormed the court and beat Duke on Saturday. The reason why I don't, I like the spontaneity of it. You build it up and build it up. It's no longer like in the moment, and it puts way more pressure on the basketball team. Like to come up with an upset. No, that's and that's good. It actually makes the game actually more compelling because all the teams actually know what's at stake. And you know what I mean? You know those Duke players, as soon as they win that game, and they start looking at the crowd and saying, ha, thought you were coming on the court. You know how many quotes we'll have probably in press conferences at the games of, of them talking about the fans? It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And the most exciting we get, not just in this country, but all over the world is what? A countdown to New Year's. Yeah. Every year we get together. We all know when New Year's is going to happen. We all know what the countdown is going to be, and yet we all still get excited for it. So, so why can't a you count down to a court storm? Yeah. By the way, I'm old enough to remember when you would storm the court and an upset, an actual upset, not when you're favored. I think that was super weak. I'm sorry. I know it's Duke, but come on. But they had to get the win. That, that they part had to get it, the I don't, win. I don't it was an important win. game, but still, you you act like you've been there a little bit because you're a three point favorite in this game. No, that's also it's thumbing. It's a, it's a thumb in the in the eye of Duke. Like that's part of it. You yeah, but the if, court what if Duke, what if you were Kentucky. a much better team? What if you were a twenty point favorite Duke and beat Duke? Would you storm the court then? I think it, storm the court implies to me like this is an unexpected, shocking win. Well, maybe. I mean, Jay Wright has given quotes about this where he's like, "It's been different through different phases and different teams I've had." You know, at some points. It would be, you know, ho-hum when we beat Louisville or we yeah, beat somebody. Yeah. And then in others, it's like, wow, this is a young team. This is really a miracle that this team actually beat one of these ranked opponents. But th- so that's not this case. I mean, if you, you're right. If you had Tim Duncan or you had Chris Paul or Rodney Rogers and Wake wins, you're not. I hope you're not storming the court because you're supposed to win. 
Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. You're welcome to weigh in, by the way, on the court storming at Maggie and Pearl. You can go vote on our poll. I love this from Birdie, who's in Florida. And Birdie, good morning. Thank you for joining us. You have tips for Perloff, uh, who will have to drive from New York to San Antonio if Victor Wembenyama wins Rookie of the Year. Birdie, what are your tips for Perloff? Yeah, well, uh, this would have been perfect when Spike was uh, there because this involves some uh, policy. Is Perloff <laughs> going to have to take vacation time? And also, how about sticking with the French theme? Uh, he could get an auto sponsor to, to drive across. Maybe he could take a Peugeot or something. <laughs> yes. I like it. Peugeot. I, do they still make Peugeots? I haven't seen one of those in a long time. I looked it up just to make sure they do. By the way, Perloff, we have something in common. I was also in the Anthony Edwards movie. You had a much bigger part. I'm sure I was just an extra in Revenge of the Nerds back in my college oh, days. Oh, there you go. Wait, I love that the two are, have the same name. It's great. Oh, it's a different guy. Wait, wait. You, <laughs> Birdie, you were an extra in the movie Revenge of the Nerds with Anthony Edwards yep. who then went on to ER fame? Made in uh, at the University of Arizona was Adams College. It was uh, yeah, about eighty two, I believe, it was my freshman year and sophomore year. And t- they gave us about <laughs> they gave us about uh, six or seven days of minimum wage and two square meals a day. And I'm in one little scene with the uh, dead ant, dead ant scene with the uh, with the um, carnival. Wait a minute! I love this movie. This movie does not hold up, by the way. So. I don't like think I love this like note by note, but it's a great soundtrack, great movie. So this is the carnival scene at the end when he tricks the woman into sleeping with her. Yeah, there's a few yeah. scenes. There's a Sleep few scenes him. in there. One, the two guys, uh, the Plaid Brothers, up on stage, and it's a, a corny joke. Uh, and at the end, they say "dead ant, dead ant," and the crowd throws popcorn, yes. and I'm in like the third row in the front. So. It was a lot of fun, and I missed some classes, and I uh, had to go to summer school. My parents never found out. <laughs> Did you ever meet John Goodman? Plays the coach. Uh, I saw those guys around town. They were in all the scenes. You know, they had a bunch of us there for all, a bunch of the scenes. And you know, it was also the uh, the jock was the was one of the uh, neighbors for um, Married with Children. Uh, Tad McGinley. Yeah. Mar- yeah, Married with Children. Of course, the other. Uh, a couple of the other guys went on, Booger went on to have a little fame and stuff like that. Yeah, Poindexter ended up being, um, I'm forgetting his name, the guy with the red hair, Tim. Um, oh, Tim Bussard or something? Yeah, like something like that. I'll, I'll get, I'll He's get it. He's at 30-something, right? <laughs> He's awesome. Birdie, cool story, dude. A lot of fun. And if you want to get back to my main other one, you can talk. I'll jump off air. Yep, appreciate you. We need a car sponsor for Pearl Off, and Birdie's idea was to reach out to French car companies and really let's French this thing up if you're going to have to apologize to Wemby. Um, so DP Show had a road trip sponsored by Mercedes Sprinter. And that way I could bring all, what's the crew, you know, so I could bring Andrea, the astrologist, and yeah. the whole <laughs> gang could come if I had a Sprinter. Forget Peugeot. I think we need a big van and the whole show should come. Well, I don't know if like big vans kind of go with France. Like everything's well, so compact. Mercedes, at least you're, Europe, you're in the right Right, sort of genre there. <laughs> so it looks You're like European. Renault is also a uh, French company, obviously, and Bugatti. So you can really be riding in style. Bugatti is French. I would have thought that it's Italian. According to Google, who knows what they what they know? Um, I like this. Not a lot of French cars. I would have thought there would have been more. Wasn't there a car called the Car? Am I imagining <laughs> this up? I remember there was, there was a, a movie called Cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's called La Car. Uh, Le Car, which uh, in French translates to the car. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Renault Le Car's. Uh, yeah, that was the Renault's big selling car. L E C A R. 
liqueur. There's also something called a citrio, citrienne, something like that. All right. Would All you right. drive a French car across the country? Of course. Why not? Well, we well, talked what do about, I care? We talked about you eating French food only, which might be hard to find in certain spots on the map. Yeah, uh, I will completely ignore that advice. Because if <laughs> I'm going, there's also a lot of barbecue involved in my tour. Obviously, the, you know, the whole bet started because of this breakfast taco spot in San Antonio. Which you haven't uh, double-checked to make sure it's still in business. Oh, it's definitely in business. It's it, And first of all, there's 50 other great breakfast taco spots. We had a guest who pointed out, why can't the Northeast do breakfast tacos right? I feel like Texas kills us in that department. Yeah, we've got no prayer. Like, we're not even close. I think it's just the volume of food we make here that we're just not going to be perfect at everything. And some things we just got to let go by the wayside. In, yeah. In, you know, especially in like a New York City. Oh, EJ, what a loser mentality. We can't do that. We just got to be better. Oh, I mean, like, look, we, like... If you go to Texas, it's going to be hard to find good French food or hard to find a lot of other good foods. But, like, in New York, you can find anything. Oh, mm. Houston's a big food town. I would I would be careful about that. Texas catching up. What about great pizza, great bagels, stuff like that the Northeast is kind of known for? Right. Or, like, in, you go to places in Queens and in, what's the name? You can talk about Caribbean food, Indian yeah. food. Yeah. Like, I mean, places from all over the world, like, that you would yeah. never find in Texas. I, saw, I've, I've, I know people who live in Houston. Like, yeah. It's, That's, it's different. Anthony Bourdain went down to Houston, and he said it's, it's actually the most diverse city in the country right now. Every sort of, I guess, immigrant food there is there and amazing. So it's a huge food town because that very reason, I think first-generation immigrants make the best food. Can we agree with that? And it kind of gets worse yeah. over time. <laughs> <laughs> it slowly deteriorates. Uh, Sean is our pal in Oregon. Good morning, Sean. Morning, you guys. Hey, Perloff. I hope you get did good Saturday. I hope you didn't play basketball. Oh, yeah, your knee. Give us no. the update after you heard it going skiing last so night. So I was making a lot of – I did not play basketball. It was getting really good on Friday, and I slept on it wrong last night. I've been limping all day. Thank you, Sean, for bringing it up. Wait, how do you sleep on a knee wrong? I just bent it the wrong way and woke up really sore. Yeah, when you sleep with a knee, you almost got to prop it with a pillow. Yeah, I should have done that. that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I want to say that you know, I hear you talking about uh, – you know, the Phillies. You know, the, the Phillies are Go a great Phils. organization, brother. That, that's a working man's team. That that shows you have pride. Yes. And you, you, nobody nobody can make you root for another team. That's ha- That has to happen organically. So as much as they're going to try to make you root for Pistons, you're still in your heart. you got pride, and you're, you don't want to talk about it, but you're still rooting for your Phillies, brother. It's like me and my Blazers. I saw my Blazers, Blazers shoot three for 32 from three-pointers last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, Sean, I'm sorry. Have you met Perloff? Perloff has no pride when it comes to this stuff. He's looking for the exit ramp the first moment of trouble with any of his teams. I'm kind of reading it differently. I kind of think he really does. He just he doesn't want to admit it. I, he doesn't, a- dude. <laughs> he doesn't. Well, Sean, honestly, it's different for baseball because baseball – I, I do have Philly's pride. Something about baseball, you don't want to jump bandwagon. Right? Like, you're so ingrained with your team. And also, Portland, I get the Trailblazers. Like, there's certain teams that, you know, you might not be as big. A, at NFL, you have different teams. But for baseball and the Blazers, like, you only have one choice. You were ready to jump off the Phillies at the NLCS. <laughs> there's no pride here. Sean, he, don't let Perloff fool you. He's bandwagon. For, that's the only loyalty you have is actually to the bandwagon. No, I... I was realistic. I understood that Craig Kimbrell was going to cost him that series. I was <laughs> yeah. very realistic you're, you're about Doc that. Doc Rivers now. You can see the future. No, you didn't have to see the future. That dude couldn't get anybody out, and the stupid manager would not pull him. Anyway, 
Of, co- of course, the caller makes him out to be a hero. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> also, also give still me a pride. Break. I'm standing on business on the Phillies being a loser organization. You guys honestly have. You're the worst team to root for in all of professional You've sports. You've been around for Mets. 140 years. You have two You're the championships. New York Mets fan. You are the worst fan base okay. in the entire professional sports world. Are you actually kidding world. me? You guys boo your own players. The old, well, so do people. And throw batteries, the, throw at, the batteries at them. The only way that this is going to get settled is by some, we're going to have to settle this somehow. Because just arguing back and forth about the Mets and Phillies, we could do this till the end of time. Somehow this has to get settled. I'm not sure how. Think it up. Meanwhile, Bill in California wants to weigh in on court storming. Uh, what we were talking about earlier, Duke star Kyle Filipowski sprained his ankle when the Wake Forest team, and students rather, uh, stormed the cart court. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good morning, man. Good morning, Bill. How are you guys doing this morning? Thanks for taking my call. You got it, bud. What's up? Hey, Bill storming, court storming. You know, guys, it's part, of, it's part of college. That's what you do. You go to college for three reasons. To learn, to go to sporting events and have a good time, and the sorority frat parties afterwards. That's what you do. <laughs> I mean, even in the Super Bowl, they still allow a streaker because you know with all the security they have there, yep. that nobody's just going to be able to jump out. No, that, that, that's a proven that they know they're going to have something go on. We need to go back to the 80s, take pages out of there, stop living in this third world country. We used to have bands storming the field when the play was still going on and, and stuff like that. I mean, well, that on, one guys. became kind of Well, that one became kind of infamous. Uh, Bill... Uh, Listen, I'm with you, not on everything, but I'm going to be with you on the court storming. It is one of the great things about college, and I don't want to take it away. And I feel like anything you try to do, like make it more uniform or, you know, it's going to take the essence away. Yeah, I I just think to protect the players is going to protect court storming. Otherwise, you might lose it. And was he referring to Morgana, the kissing bandit? I think we had a Morgana (laughs) reference there. I also like Bill's three reasons you go to college. The fact that learn was number one. Kudos to Bill. Yeah. I, Learn was I, not number one. For <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's true anymore or ever was true. <laughs> Learn number one, go to sporting events number two, fraternity, sorority, parties three. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I endorse this plan. But I'm not a huge fraternity, sorority guy anymore. I, I was at a fraternity, and I kind of regretted it. This is, this is not really the best parts of college. Sorry, Bill. That probably sounds lame to you. Well, I'd love to know Perloff's top three reasons for going to college. My Reed, Reed oh, Chaucer. Well, number one is to get away from home, if if you can, <laughs> <laughs> or that at least sense. spend. Yeah, uh, live on your own. Yeah, I didn't do much Chaucer, a little Chaucer, more with Shakespeare. Yeah, but you have to. You don't have to be in a frat to go to a frat party. That's true. Which oh, is that's what you're talking about. It can kind like, of stand in just for partying in general. Yeah, because like there weren't a lot of frats where I went. I gotta be honest. I want my kids to go to a non-Greek school, especially because I have two girls and. Yeah, I, I think I thought by the end I went to Dartmouth, was a big frat school. The inspiration for the movie Animal House. It's kind of weak in this day and age. Did you ever see the Alabama Rush? I did see I a little bit see of that, it, but I did. It's on HBO. Yeah. It's good. Eight five five. So the sorority rush in uh, University of Alabama. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. There's a lot of pressure on it though, especially for those young women. Okay. Lots to get to. You you can weigh in on court storming coming up. I got to take a big L here today, guys. Going to take a big L. I'm going to own it. I might be wearing it. <laughs> YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Do not move. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So I did notice a headline this week, and I thought of you, Maggie. What's up? Uh, a certain coach signing an extension, and I was like, oh. You know, Maggie nailed that Nick Saban was going to re- uh, retire. From the logo. 
Yes, that was a great shot. Um, but I think you might have missed on another guy. Golden State Warriors signed Steve Kerr to extension. So what happened to your theory? Still alive. I think, Bogus, you're, you're planning to get into this a little bit in the update, too. I said I thought this was Steve Kerr's last dance. I thought that he was going to retire at the end of the season, and whoops, they signed him to a massive two-year extension uh, over the weekend. I'm still not ruling this out. I think this is all kind of um, like they want to just keep showing the optimism here, right? Like the things are growing and building here for the Warriors. They're sort of trending in the right direction. You know, Klay Thompson has taken a role on the bench, starting to gel a little bit more. Maybe Draymond starting to get his head on straight, maybe. Um, young guys are emerging. I think they just wanted to keep all the positive, positive, positive energy going. And I still think that it's on the table that Kerr would retire if they win the title this year. So I think I, the extension was just like for optics. First of all, they're not winning the title, in my opinion. But second of all, is Clay all of a sudden? I think they might resign Clay after what we're seeing this last week. That he's back. He's back, baby. And I think Draymond's under contract, right? So yeah, they already extended Draymond. So. I know they're they're aligning Curry and Kerr. That was the point of this deal. I think that they're going to keep running it back. Believe it or not, Bogus is not a. <laughs> I just I'm I don't think you're allowed to say that this still could happen. You don't you don't Let's sign wait. a two year thirty five million dollar extension for show like it's. <laughs> And they also are still bad. They're tenth in the West. The Bulls won the title in their last dance. Like, I, I this is an L. You just got to take this one. Well, you know, and I mean, go things home. could happen. So the problem is when you take an L around here, uh, you're supposed to wear the loser hat. Mm. Now, wait, let me guess. You didn't bring it in again. I forgot it, guys. Ah, uh, come on, Maggie. I wake up at three thirty oh, in no. the morning. Could wear it all week then. No. no. Oh God. I- <gasps> I'm, I'm, as a, the, uh, oh, I have to wear the San Francisco 49ers. Well, no, that, that actually looks cool. Like, there's nothing they're, cool they're about these fans <laughs> who actually. So, I, I think, as we said before, <laughs> uh, we need to call uh, an official vote <laughs> on whether or not Maggie indeed gets to sit yes. in the loser spotlight. Yes. You know what they say you can't win them all. There are degrees of loser. On the Maggie and Perloff show, we don't tolerate loser energy. You gotta live in the loser spotlight for a day. Time now to see who has to sit in the loser spotlight. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Every group has someone that they all make fun of. Thus, they are losers. I think think this will be an easy one, but we do have to put make an official vote. Now, Maggie technically already was in the loser spotlight for a previous terrible take about <laughs> Charles Barkley and the Detroit Lions. But here we are. I called <laughs> Somehow, Maggie again, still maybe with a second title. Maybe she's a dual champion here because we gotta get her a second loser hat. I'm gonna be the greatest dynasty of all time, just only with loser. I still stand by that, Charles. Barkley won. But here, Jumped Maggie, on the Lions bandwagon for the NFC Championship game. Give me a break. Here we have Maggie saying that Steve Kerr may actually still stay with the Warriors <laughs> despite signing a record, de- record-breaking contract. <laughs> might retire. Might yeah. retire. Might retire. Yeah. Excuse me. Despite a record-breaking contract. So, all in favor of Maggie being voted as in the loser spotlight. Yeah. One, two, two. Pete, yes. three, four. That's me. So, Maggie, you are in the loser Oof. spotlight once again. <laughs> you have. The big hat on right now, but we do have a second hat. We have an alter- alternative hat. 
it is a poop hat. An alternative. For the, for the poop emoji <laughs> that I will bring into the studio and place place it in front of you to let everybody know that you are indeed in the loser spotlight. Yeah, meanwhile, I bought that turd spot, that turd hat, and it's the stupidest thing I ever done. Did because I didn't realize I might be the one wearing it. Are we ever going to have a loser vote that doesn't go for nothing, by the way? <laughs> is there ever going to be anyone who doesn't vote for the loser hat? Oh, man. I didn't want to wear this. And I'm Oof. not wearing it for the whole segment. It's like a wizard hat. <laughs> it, looks like the, uh, it looks like the Harry Potter hat. <laughs> Except yeah. for it's a poop emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the way. Gryffindor. If, 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 Kerr, <laughs> if, Kerr, if Kerr does... You know, eschew the 35 million and he does retire. Everyone's wearing the poop Wait, wait, wait. But hold on a second. I think that's fair, but the last dance implies they win a title. I've said that. I thought they were going to. That was my bold prediction for the second Oh, okay. So, but they're not winning a title. That's your problem. You could not be more wrong. They're bad, (laughs) and he's literally signing paperwork assuring this is not the last dance. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying John Kaminga could catch fire and all of a sudden figure out. How and, to be really good. Yeah. And he goes, you know, three months ago, I was here for two years and 35 mil more. But now I'm out. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Guys, this is good enough. I'm just saying, I don't want to. I'm just not going to let it die. <laughs> I appreciate your conviction, but no. Gosh, the Warriors are the 10 seed the right now. Maggie has a lot of pressure on her. I Guys, mean, there's a chance they have Steph Curry. Who is more dangerous right now? A lot of the people. nine teams ahead of them. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you the. You want to take the Minnesota Timberwolves and OKC? Give me the Warriors. You're going to need a massive injury on in Denver because well, there's Denver. no way that Denver, the Warriors, can beat that Denver team. I don't think they get to them actually because I know who EJ likes, but. There's got it. How are the Warriors going to beat these gigantically tall teams when their tallest player is... Who's their tallest player? Kaminga? Looney probably at 6'10". Hey, by the way, Delta's in the chat. Delta9. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio said, I make that poop emoji hat look great. Somehow, Maggie looks great in that hat. It didn't look bad. It actually didn't look that bad. Coming off the Niners appetizer, the poop hat (laughs) does... (laughs) <laughs> this, this big ass thing is yeah. so bad. That looks like toadstool. My neck hurt like a day longer after wearing the Chiefs one when we first came back here. <laughs> There's is... nothing good about that hat. Your neck hurt from wearing this big hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta get you in the gym. Yeah. All right. Working those deltoids. Oh. Uh, the Warriors, by the way, played a game last night. Yeah. Uh, they didn't win it, shockingly, losing at home to the Nuggets, 119-103. Denver's won their last seven meetings. Nikola Jokic, 32 points, 16 boards, 16 assists for his third triple-double in a row. But, again, there is Draymond Green. He believes Steve Kerr is staying for two more years, so he's happy about that. Wouldn't want to finish my time here with any other coach. Uh, what he's meant to... This franchise, uh, what he's done for us as players, uh, the winning ways that he brought here is, uh, you don't, you can't replace that. And you think Steve Kerr's going to let that man down by retiring (laughs) this spring? He should should kiss Steve Kerr on both cheeks for the amount of money that Draymond, I mean, Draymond's a great player. He deserves the money. But to get, (laughs) don't buy him a house. Like Dion's kids bought for Dion. Uh, Draymond... Getting loose again. Guy, he was flirting with a big one yesterday. He tackled Jokic, and like uh, his anger, he almost like 
He was getting to the officials. Uh, There's another Draymond story coming. I'm telling you. Nothing has changed. His mental health, he did not fix whatever was going on because I saw him almost completely lose it. Yeah, shocker. You can't, like, change who you are in 10 days. Same thing with John Morant. It's like, (laughs) yeah, that's this stuff is a little harder. Takes a little more digging. Who would have thought? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Draymond's going to be a loose cannon. What's wrong with Bilotti today? What is wrong with you? You are just in the most negative mood. Sorry. I'm tired of hearing about Draymond Green. (laughs) What are you not tired of? You. (laughs) (laughs) Well, debatable. That's good, I guess, right? (laughs) Do you have young kids at home or something? What's your excuse? I I love my young kids. Bilotti's kids are super young. I I just feel like there's been nine negative Bilotti takes today already. You're driving me insane with with all your (laughs) your jumping teams thing. And the court storming. Yeah. That's also one. Wait, you like or dislike court storming? I, I don't. I think it's stupid. I think the whole thing is stupid. I think at this point, at this point, basketball stupid. Book eleven. The whole thing point, is stupid. With, with, with everything going on and what could happen during a court storm, and with all these nil deals and all this money, I think it's idiotic to, to keep doing court storming. Wait, if you want to take away court storming because of what could happen, what are you afraid? There's a well, light's going to fall from the top of the from. We might as well right. not play the game. Okay, so so if somebody acts stupid during a court storm. And not just tackle somebody and hurt somebody, then then what's the how how do we handle that? Because it, we don't do it, it in the prof- in the professional world. I know we used to, but they don't do that in like the seventies and stuff. Yeah. There's a storm on the court. They that don't means do we it. shouldn't do it in general. I I, I don't think it's it, it's it's logical to keep doing it. I don't know. I think you you take it away. You take away one of the great things about college sports. Oh come on! <laughs> like who? But who is celebrating Duke Wake Forest court storming Saturday? Right, who's, I, I, whose weekend highlight was that? Yeah, right. No, it's for the for the students of Wake Forest. I'm saying. Oh you, good, the oh, unnamed yeah. co-eds that get to run over Kyle Filipowski. Right. Lifelong memories. Listen, Bogus. I'm sorry, Fordham doesn't have a few more court storms in him. I feel like is this, oh, that oh. would be that would be our luck. We would get a court storming, <laughs> and the best play would definitely tear an AC. <laughs> Yell in the yeah. celebration, and we would never win again. That's how this would work. That's what I'm trying to avoid here, Maggie. Uh, you need to score more than 43 points a game. To... <laughs> in fact, they just had their best game of the year, so look out. We'll storm that court in Brooklyn in the 8 10 tourney if we have to. There you go. Rams. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, NFL Network says the Chiefs and Andy Reid will soon start extension talks, further dismissing those retirement questions. Reid's current deal pays him 12 mil annually, which is not near the top of coaching salaries. Rich McKay confirmed yesterday the NFL's competition committee has discussed the, the XFL's version of kickoffs. The play is on borrowed time because of safety concerns. These talks will continue this week at the Combine in India, and maybe the committee makes a formal proposal. Pro Football Talk has reported that the XFL version is unlikely to get the necessary 24 yes votes from teams. Inter-Miami stealing a 1-1 draw at the LA Galaxy last night thanks to Messi scoring in the second minute of second-half stoppage time. The Cubs yet to officially announce their reported three-year $80 million deal with Cody Bellinger and all the emotions last night on ice in Chicago. First, the Blackhawks retire. Chris Chelios is number seven. And Patrick Kane was back in town for the first time since being traded away last March. Look out here. Look at this. Wide Look open. at this. center ice. It's Patrick Kane in Chicago. Oh, oh, my God. Kane with the overtime winner. The Red Wings win it 3-2. to two. The story is complete on Kane's return. If you're scoring at home, Pete hated that call as well. That was Kane. I, I love the play-by-play announcer, but do you need the color analyst stepping all over the uh, the call? 
I mean, let, let the call breathe. Maybe at the Tony Romo School. Radio 101. <laughs> what on the, TV, what Valley Sports Detroit. TV 101. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Media 101. <laughs> We've created a monster over no, there. No. The We've done nothing. The glass, right. <laughs> All I need to hear is, yeah, 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 as the guy's making the call. I mean, I want to hear the call. Uh, Pine Needles in the chat said, Pete is a bag of misery. <laughs> yeah. Not a bag. Uh, what makes you happy in sports? Okay, what makes you happy? Hold on. Pineito said Pete is just a bag of misery, but then Delta 9 said somehow he's convinced two women to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he preferred to one. one. That's fair. not nice. Don't get started on the first one. <laughs> well, Delta says I haven't convinced one woman yet. Pete there is you go. You Infinity two. lead. Okay. Winner. If you only root for teams, what makes you happy in sports? What have you enjoyed watching lately? Uh-uh. What I, uh, uh, the Mets have had a couple good Aprils. <laughs> right, yeah. They had a big 15 and 2 April, I think. Uh, uh, the record on opening ago. day is like amazing. Yeah, right. They like never lose on they opening day. They never lose on opening day. I love baseball. I, I'm in about six fantasy baseball leagues this year. I know, but the Mets season is over by Memorial Day. That's so. fine, but I love baseball. I, okay. I will watch What about the game. Super Bowl? Did, you didn't have a team in that. You Could, could you root for the Chiefs or the Niners? No, I, I I didn't really like both of them coming into the game. I, I <laughs> watched the game, did. I enjoyed it, and that was it. Had some nachos, done for the day. Has there been a wrestling positive recently? Yeah, the the whole Cody Rhodes, uh, Rock, Roman Reigns oh. situation. But this okay. is, we, we rubbed it in his face that we were at the press conference. Yeah, no, uh, that, that, and, yeah. and that Pierre was there as well. Totally, yeah, totally right. uh, disheartened me. I'm sorry. Well, I, I didn't want to go. The WWE just called and said, we have this extra spot. You can talk to all the superstars if you doing want. It. I'm like, all right, fine. Keep doing it. <laughs> Adding salt in the wound. I'm sorry. I have to go root for my Minnesota Timberwolves number one seed in the West. Body. <laughs> root for the Pistons. Actually, it was funny because we were interviewing the superstars, and then Perloff's like, I got to go. I'm doing another interview. Oh, we yeah. We did have to leave. We did have to. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. And then my favorite part was... <laughs> This is terrible. This will make you feel better, Bilotti. EJ uh, had a woman wrestler feel his biceps and everything. Yeah. It's Becky the, Lynch. Becky, yeah, Becky Lynch. man. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the camera was not uh, rolling. Rolf did have the camera on. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a great moment. <laughs> yeah. EJ's like, did you get that? Did you get that? Rolf's like, I think I got it. <laughs> nope. Definitely, definitely didn't get it. <laughs> oh, get and it. whose fault was that, EJ? Uh, it was partly me. Partly you? Meanwhile, partly me. Also in the chat, Daly says, I imagine that everyone in New York City is Pete. Well, kind of. That's probably, honestly that's true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not inaccurate yeah. there. Come visit. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> Come visit. Find the non-Peets and have a good time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> good luck. Uh, anything else? No, I'm good. Back Very to good. Pete. All right. We did a lot in this segment. I wore a poop emoji hat. We got to the bottom of Pete's Michigan. That was this segment? Yeah. That feels like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, uh, the spin doctor at it again. Get to that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. NFL scouting combine kicks off this week. Today, I guess. Perloff and I have some bold predictions for what we're going to learn this week from Indianapolis. Perloff, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Go ahead. Now, you've been saying all along the key thing to you in Indy is what happens behind the scenes where different executives are talking to each other. I think a rumor emerges out of this combine week that is going to change everything. Now, it's just a rumor and it doesn't mean anything, but I think you're going to start to hear that the Bears are strongly considering, quote-unquote, strongly considering keeping Justin Fields. And I think the Bears start this rumor. One, I think they are considering it. And two, it just creates more of a market. So they're going to really start playing games with the rest of the NFL. Because they held everybody hostage. They have the number one pick. They got it from the Panthers. So everyone thinks a logical move is to draft Caleb Williams. I think you're going to hear Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, is going to say, you know what? We might keep Justin Fields, and all of a sudden, teams are going to say, well, we're really going to have to give up a lot to get up there. So I think the Bears want that out there, and Indy's the perfect place to get it out there. Interesting. So you and I are going to go head-to-head on these bold predictions because I'm going to go a little bit the opposite way. I think you're going to get the general manager for the Bears saying, Justin Fields is our quarterback for now. Oh, see, I think he will avoid the dreaded for now. <laughs> when you for say, now means he's gone. gone. <laughs> for now means not for long. It means for later. Uh, we I have think- to we have to play his sound in his press conference, which will probably be tomorrow. tomorrow. And we have to pred- uh, we have to decide who's closer. If he goes for now, we'll know it. We'll okay. see the clues in here. So I have a second part of this bold prediction. We're doing bold predictions for the scouting combine this week. So I think the. Bears general manager says Justin Fields is our quarterback for now, which is dreaded, means he's going to be traded. And I think Caleb Williams comes out and says he will play anywhere with no hesitation. I think we get a complete quashing of the, oh, is he going to try to get himself to Washington? Or, hey, he doesn't want to play for Chicago. Caleb Williams is also going to talk to the media, and I think he is going to dispel right. any notion that he would not play in Chicago. Right. He's already semi-quashed it. His people came out and told Colin Coward he's dead wrong about Chicago. I think you hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Um, if I'm him, I would try and avoid Chicago, but that's besides the point. All right. My number two is every every combine has one freak who just – I'm sorry, I'm using the word freak. Athletic freak is a yeah. Bruce Feldman term who just stands out, and this one is obvious. I think once people see Marvin Harrison in shorts doing setting records and everything he does, he is going to become the story of the combine. I assume the Ohio State wide receiver will do a lot of tests because he's incredibly strong, can jump like crazy, and is super fast, and he's gigantically tall. He is the best wide receiver prospect we've ever seen. The only competitor is Calvin Johnson, 
And Calvin Johnson had no production in college, unlike Marvin Harrison. I mean, he had some production, but Marvin Harrison way more productive. I think we're going to be talking about, oh, my God, to, to the point where he could break into the top three. I think he is going to be a huge story. Uh, we, I don't know what day the wide receivers test, but a week and a half from now, we're going to be talking about Marvin Harrison. I like that. That is not a bold prediction, Although by the way. Just that's just a tape. prediction. <laughs> if I were Marvin Harrison, I wouldn't do a dang thing at the combine. Oh, wait till you see his numbers. Uh, according to Bruce Feldman, he can he's going to really challenge records for everything in the wide receiver. He could be across the board the best. So we are doing uh, bold predictions for the scouting combine. Mine is going to come, my second one, is going to come from the Cowboys. I think the Dak Prescott contract thing is going to be the number one thing because Jerry is going to continually talk on a microphone, but the Cowboys draft like that, that's usually not controversial. You know, there's usually nothing controversial about the Cowboys draft. Like they do pretty good job drafting. In fact, so I think it's going to be all about, we're going to be back on Dak Prescott contract watch because Dak Prescott's contract is the key to all the other dominoes here for the Dallas Cowboys. Free agency is right around the corner. You can't go in with Dak having a $60 million cap hit or whatever yeah. it is and try to go out there and sign anybody of, of substance. And Jerry has already said they're quote-unquote all in this yeah. year. So to me, it's going to be Dak Prescott's contract gets back on the front burner because this has got they've got to do something about this. It's untenable. Right. But in the past, there's been a question about will they pay him. Is there any question about whether they extend him? To me, it's almost a zero percent chance for the exact reason you just gave. So it's not will. No, it's Dak's more of a got wet the leverage. Work. I mean, he's yeah, they're going to got over a barrel. They're going to extend them. They have to. But you just said it perfectly. They have no choice here. They they can't just completely strangle their salary cap this year with Dak's contract. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon, and it's going to be huge. Of all of these, so those are our bold predictions for a scouting combine. Of all of the quarterbacks. Who do you think is going to... So Caleb Williams is not going to be throwing. Yeah, Jay Daniels not throwing. Is not doing a lot. Who, which quarterback do you think is going to help themselves the uh, most this week? J.J. McCarthy's a yeah. really good athlete who had no production whatsoever in college. Uh, that To me, the quarterback debate comes down to production versus potential. So we know Jaden Daniels had this incredible season. The game tape is unbelievable. Drake May did not. But I think coaches are going to look and say, wow, if I had Drake May, I could make him really good. But then the other coaches are going to say, well, Jaden Daniels was in the SEC and it was already really good. To say McCarthy, same thing. Great athlete, but his production was not there. So I think that's a Pettix, incredible production, not a great athlete. So it's going to be this debate all season long. I think it's going to be the J.J. McCarthy throwing the ball. And people are going to be like, wow, he can really throw the ball. It's like, yes, of course he can. That was just not the type of game that Michigan was playing. You know, it wasn't this like Michael Penix kind of downfield attack that Washington did so well. Well, I think where J.J. McCarthy will help himself is the 40 and the jump. And he'll show that he can move a lot. Mm. Uh, I think. There is some. He's a everyone, running quarterback. We know that he can move. Yeah, I. But I, I. I think that. Well, we know he can throw the ball. Obviously, that's what he came up as. I'm not sure uh, that it'll work, but I think he's going to have to run a pretty good forty, and people can see him as an athlete. That's the thing. Now, I was watching the Patriots uh, show that we're talking about later this week on Apple TV. Tom Brady never ran. Now, all these athletes are. Uh, all these quarterbacks can run, so I think that's a storyline with quarterbacks at the combine as well. What did Russell Wilson have to say about his future? Talk about bold predictions. Russ is calling his shot. Make Babe Ruth blush. Get to that next. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.